You're listening to the Bored to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Bingecast. I am Jay, being joined by... Sam. And we are here to do to wrap up our uh, catch-up on uh, My Hero Academia. As we record this, it is like a week and a half, I'd say, away from season five's is it really? debut. Yep, season five is like March twenty-seventh. I, I keep myself in the dark for these we have, things. I, I, I put it. I put it on the calendar upstairs. I keep because I in couldn't the dark remember the <laughs> because I think it was season three or four. It got pushed back by like six months and pre-COVID, so it must have been season three. Yeah, and it aggravated that or two. It aggravated the crap out of me because it went from being a some um. A fall anime to a summer anime. I'm like, I have to wait more than a year for this. <laughs> but um, as you know, as we record, after we're done recording uh, for for this, we we are covering the two OVAs, and then we will be doing the second movie, uh, Heroes Rising, and then amazing you know, movie. Yeah, and we and I will be uploading all of those rather you know in on a day day by day basis rather than like a week weekly basis so that all of season 4 and the OVAs and movie number 2 will all be up uh, before we start doing weeklies for Whew. for season 5. I can't wait to um, those to will wait. not <laughs> yeah, those will not be um, p- part of our week our usual weekly releases. Those will just be going up uh, not as uh, uh, with not replacing our regular weekly stuff, but in addition to, we have a whole lot more stuff coming out now. So we're, we're all getting we're all getting more comfortable doing the doing the oh, binge shoot, cast. We got now. something going on tomorrow, don't we? Yep, uh, we are recording this on a Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday when we will be getting on a new weekly series for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm f- almost tempted to reclassify the previous weeklies that we did as the Wanda cast and then call this one like the Winter cast, maybe. <laughs> or Falcon well, cast. Well, welcome to the Winter cast in summer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Spring. Because, you know, we've got a whole lot more stuff coming out uh, now that we're caught up on catching up on things. And, it's you know, it's a, it's a busy time. And we're now, all, we're now like, at the one-year mark of... Uh, the, of the binge cast, you know, just in a couple weeks we'll hit the, we'll hit that anniversary. No, we're not going to do anything special for it, just because we've got way too much going on. But um, thanks again for everything. But yep. my hero, Academia. So we've wrapped up season four. Yep. Um, Gentle criminal got uh, got caught, but there seems like there might be a redemption arc in there for him because they're just like you didn't really do anything super terrible you're not you're not and a bad hero person was vouching for you yeah exactly like a, one of our top up-and-coming students is yeah one of our one of our one of the one of class 1a you know they're you know who are like the top, the top class at the school you know only because they've been attacked like three times by the league of mm-hmm. villains and they were being taught by all might um and they put out the new like billboard chart uh, Endeavor is now the number one hero, but he's very uncomfortable with... Uh, that ending, though, man. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And, yeah, so... Things are, you know, in a bit of an upheaval, but th- we're, this is an OVA, and OVAs are usually, like, separate continuity to the main series. Hence why they're, like, OVAs, because if they were part I of the main series, it would just be like, no, nah, this... 
then they would just make it a part of the regular uh, thing. They maybe pad it out a little bit more so you can get maybe two episode, two or three episodes out of it, out of the story instead of just one. But and it's it's kind of unusual for most OVAs to actually get dubbed. Mm, this is true. Attack on Titan, as far as I know, never got their OVAs dubbed or even released in America. Um, I know a couple other ones that just didn't get, unless it's an OVA series, it usually just didn't get dubbed. Yeah. If it's like a standalone two episodes or arc or movie-ish. And in some cases, like the OVAs uh, are more in line with the manga than the than the anime Helsing, for instance. Yep. The Helsing anime diverts from the diverts from the manga very, very quickly, mostly just because they quickly passed where the manga was, and they were just sort of they got impatient and waiting for him to finish it. So they were just like, "Fuck it, we'll make up our own, or make up our own storyline." But then we got Helsing Ultimate out of it. Yep, that uh, was good, and mm-hmm. they also did. Um... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, because again, the Full Metal uh, Alchemist anime very divergent from the from the manga, <clears throat> but Brotherhood follows it much more much more strict closely. And then there's a little ones that come out that make the anime a little bit shorter, like Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yeah, well, that's just because again, it was a case of they pass it, and so they put in a bunch of filler. Pad. And they <laughs> pad it, and the, you know, uh, the whole Namek arc could have been like 20 episodes shorter <laughs> yeah they were on planet namek for ever yeah um i, I remember watching toonami that that whole time it's just sort of like have they still not finished the fight between between them um and who knows maybe you know in the fullness of time uh, other other really long animes will get the same treatment maybe you know when oh Hello. <laughs> Suddenly, I've got a cat here, and we've got a cat right in front of us. Uh, and because, um, like, Bleach has a bu- has a bunch of filler stuff going on in it. Uh, One Piece has a lot of it going on, but no, 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 no! Don't, don't! <laughs> the cat is now trying to climb up onto onto the laptop. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna hang out here up on the laptop. You're like, no. Anyway. Let's try not to. <laughs> That's going to be one of the interesting little hazards of doing this going forward. Um, but anyway, My Hero Academia OVAs. So you're saying they're not quite... I got the impression from your reaction that they're not quite non-canon. It's kind of side story. Mm. That it does kind of take place in a certain area in, I think, the most recent season. Season mm. four. Okay. Kind of like... Well, I I was gonna say, kind of like something else that was going on, but um, well, from the thumbnail that I saw, it showed Bakugo. So is this gonna focus on like what Bakugo and Shoto and and the other remedial? No, okay. It's a test. Ah, okay. So, uh, so we got these two OVAs, and then Heroes Rising to and get I'm excited. Today. I want to get. On the Heroes Rising, real bad. I love that movie. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah, there were there were some concerns about whether we were actually going to be able to do it because you were having trouble getting your hands on a copy of it. 
I mean, I could get my hands on a copy of it, but I want a steel book. Like, yeah, because other one. Sam loves his steel books, uh, and he's amazing. you've tried to order it like twice, and it keeps getting canceled on you. Uh, ordered it once, pre-ordered it once, got canceled, and the only other place I could order it was from Europe, and I was and hesitant to get it because you were afraid of region locking. Well, I mean. Otherwise, I'd be paying $50 to get the movie twice just to put an American copy inside. <laughs> um, kind of be redundant. But, you know, when it comes to just watching this, I pointed out we don't need to have a physical copy on hand because it's on Prime Video. So, uh, and with my subscriptions on Prime Video, we can access it. So, My Hero Academia OVAs, uh, so it's like a some sort of training test thing going on. So I guess we'll just pause this, pause this here and we'll see you after the binge. While the binge is happening, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, the Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So, essentially, the OVA, like, well, you, as you said, it took place sort of earlier in the, in the season, like between... Uh, you know, like, before the provisional licensing exam. After they developed their, like, special moves, but, um... Like, AP shot. Yeah, the, the, the AP shot. Uh, Deku has his uh, shoot style and his uh, new, uh, like, training... His new, like, boots like and, the Iron boots and gauntlets, yeah. I don't think he had the new gauntlets towards, like, the end of the season, This though. is true. Um... And, but they're basically just doing a uh, training exercise, uh, rescue operation sort of thing. There's been a, there was a fire in an underground shopping mall, and there's one person, civilian still trapped inside, re- uh, represented as a dummy, and they have to work together to get, to get in there, uh, to get in, find him, and get out. So they... The, the class had been split into two teams, so and uh, we were focusing on Team A, which was Deku, uh, Uraka, Froppy, uh, Kirishima, Kaminari, Bakugo, Shoto, Tokoyami, Ida, and Momo. And they all basically split into teams to try to complement one another's quirks, except Bakugo's just sort of like, I don't need any of you damn nerds. <laughs> he's, he's just sort of like, I'm, 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 I'm going to one-man this raid. <laughs> And, uh, well, Kirishima and Kaminari both go in, go in after him because they're just like, you know, we should probably keep an eye on him. <laughs> that was hilarious. You probably planned for it the whole time. Probably, because he knew that Kirishima was going to follow him because Kirishima is, like, the one, like, friend that he has in the class. <laughs> That's not like, oh, you're such a dick. And well, no, I mean, even, even Kirishima acknowledges that he's a dick, but, you know, he's the only one that, that uh, Bakugo is not, like... 100% hostile to. He's still a jerk to him, but, you know, less less so than he is to everybody else. Well, things go wrong almost immediately. But, well, I say go wrong, all part of the test, but... 
the the building is unstable and oh, we starts didn't know to that collapse at the time either. Yeah, we didn't know that, but it became clear uh, very early on that's what was planned. And so everybody's, you know, the power gets knocked out. So they're trying to work in the dark. Ida gets injured, like um, saving Momo from some collapsing debris. His leg gets injured and he gets knocked unconscious. <laughs> So I was like, oh, well, he couldn't, he should have been able to stop, oh yeah, his leg was injured. Yeah. Because he was probably just thrown off by it, and in that moment, he didn't have time to react. Well, he was also using his quirk to close the distance to tackle her out of the way. He gets hit with it, and then his he just keeps propelling himself into the wall. <laughs> you know, probably the getting injured distracted him, so he wasn't able to stop in time, and just wham. He got knocked the fuck out. Yep. Um, and... Bakugo and his and the and his two they all they very quickly head straight down to the bottom level, uh, and Bakugo's prioritizing trying to get the trying to get the mission done, find finding this training dummy and getting out, <clears throat> while everyone else is just like we should f- figure out where everyone else is and tr- make sure they're okay, which is still an important thing, but don't lose track of why you're there. Yeah, uh, and Kaminari is just. All in on trying to let's just stay put and wait for wait for rescue from the teachers that you know let's not risk ourselves in training kind of thing, which is why he's probably not which is one of the reasons why he's probably not ranked very highly in the class because he's not treating it like this is like this is real like everyone else is. Um, but Bakugo's just sort of like no you're coming with us we need your quirk now more than ever and he's like what okay. It's a collapse knocked out the lights. Yep. And when they get down to the bottom, he's like, uh, the place is wrecked. And Kirishima's like, where should we go from here? It's like, look for the place that's the, that has the least amount of damage. Looks like that over there. All right, let's go. The place with the emergency power generator is going to be the most reinforced place. They find the generators, and he tells Kaminari, all right, use your use your quirk spark plug. <laughs> and so, That's lovely. He goes... Instantly wanting to go into go, and Bakugo smacks him. He's like, "You're gonna melt the batteries that way." <laughs> and but you know he does it at just the right time because in the darkness of all this, uh, Tokoyami's dark shadow starts going crazy. Well, first he was gonna say, "I need to hold it back," but then he needed to use it for something. Yeah, they were trying to clear some debris, I think. Uh, and well, that's when dark shadow goes nuts. And oh no! It was it was another collapse going to happen. Oh, that's right. Because of the explosion, I think he went of to go. Explosions. He went to go help out uh, Todoroki with it. Yeah. And then Dark Shadow was like, mm, nah, "It's dark." Rawr! And knocks down Shoto, and then the lights come back on. <laughs> Just as he was like, as Dark Shadow was about to go go full berserk. <laughs> And like we saw in the woods. <laughs> yep. And then after the lights come back on, uh, Dark Shadow is looking at Todoroki like, she's like, I'm sorry. I'm just sort of like poking his claws together, like, I, I did a bad thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did it bad. Um, but uh, but Deku and his group they find an elevator shaft so they can use that to get uh, Ida up to the surface, and he sends. Momo and Sue and Uraka up with Ida 
and tells uh, tells Momo uh, send down a rope ladder when you get to the top so we have a way to, way to get out. And because he's going to go back in and try to find everybody else. And you know we're just going to put this all in one in one go rather than break it into one episode two. Uh, but while all this is going on, they find like the training dummy, but now the building is starting to flood. I mean, they didn't know it was flooding at the time. They were yes. trying to uh, get the debris off mm. of the dummy. Yep. And But the only way that Kirishima and Kaminari and Bakugo could clear all that debris is by uh, Bakugo using his quirk. Because when all you have is a hammer, <laughs> you know, Bakugo does explosions. And so... Any so far you go do explosions. Exactly. He's granted he's using his AP shot to try to, you know, be more precise with it. And uh, Kaminari uses his little like gauntlet thing to focus his uh, his electricity. And Kirishima then goes in, you know, in hardened mode to pull the dummy out, and then they're like, Okay, now we need to get out of here, except now it's flooding. And fortunately Shoto uh, and Tokoyami find them help them get out of there. Bakugo's just sort of like, what are you doing here? I don't need your help. <laughs> and, but, you know, he stays behind while Shoto's trying to freeze as much of the, the flooding water as he can to try to prevent it from flooding the flooding too quickly. And Bakugo stays behind because he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to owe you anything. <laughs> um, and Deku, when he, when he, hears this is just sort of like he goes to try to help out while he can because as Bakugo is the one who first points out the freezing is just causing isn't stopping the flooding from continuing to pour in it's just building a pressure underneath that ice cap yeah it showed a lot of um, Bakugo's intelligence yeah. throughout this it's easy to forget that for, to it's easy to think that Bakugo is just is just a aggressive idiot but he's not an idiot he yes he's very straightforward and very blunt and has a severe has a strong belief in the fact that he can that he can do everything by himself and but you know he has repeatedly shown they started showing it more in season four especially there is a brain behind all that behind all that muscle he knows what he's doing. He's he knows how to target, you know, and you know, do more precise things with his quirk. He came up with all sorts of versatile ways to use his quirk too. You don't do that if you're an idiot. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, but he came up with a came up with a plan to get them to get him and Shoto out of there. So before Deku showed up, it's just sort of like I'll blow a hole in the ice to cause a geyser to shoot up. You make a nice platform to, for us to stand on, and we'll ride that to the surface, and I'll use my explosions to punch ho punch holes through the ceiling. Very good plan. Then Deku comes up, shows up, and just basically states the exact same plan, only he's going to be the one who breaks, the, breaks a hole in the ice instead. It's just... But, and Bakugou's like, Oh, great, what are you doing here? Damn nerd. Yep, and... Yeah, the, everybody makes it out of there okay. Bakugo does get injured briefly at one point and really can't get out of there by himself and, re and refuses help until uh, Deku and Shoto manage to talk him around. 
But you know, it was a good little um, two-parter uh, side story, like you said. And at the end of it, while Aizawa didn't actually tell them this, you could tell he was quietly impressed with his students. Just sort of like, they did good. They stayed on. They stayed on point. They made sure everybody got out okay. You know, they have. They still have work to do, but okay. <laughs> and yeah. Um, but Aizawa is the epitome of the sink or swim mentor. It's just sort of like, he's going to throw you in at the deep end, and you either learn to swim. We got a lot of that from like the first couple episodes. Yeah. Too. This is true, but you know it was very much emphasized here. Heck, it was even in the title of the, of the OVA, Make yeah. It, Do or Die, Survival Training. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but there was a lot of emphasis in these two episodes about needing to be judicious in the use of your cork uh, in in your circumstances you know being aware of your surroundings and knowing not to just go ham with your with your cork because uh, Deku it was pointed out to him that it's just like he can't just use his power willy-nilly because the building's unstable and if you're not and if he's not careful then he could bring the whole thing down on their heads kind of like Kachan was starting to do with all of his explosions. Yeah, he's uh he's smart but he's also reckless. Yeah. The recklessness is the main and let's just face it his disdain for just about everybody. I'll murder you. A <laughs> slightly <laughs> less disdain for uh not his uh Kirishima. Kirishima, yeah. Too many too many K-ish names. Yeah. I was I'm having the same Kirishima. problem. In, I was having the same problem in my notes. I was writing down Kirishima and RR, you know, for Red Riot. And I was like, no, wait. Red Riot is Kirishima. It's his name. And then I was like, wait, Kaminari. That's right. Because, <laughs> again, too many K names. Um, but that whole thing with, the, uh, with holding back with your quirk, I'm pretty sure I talked about it uh, back when we had All for One versus All Might. But, you know, it was sort of shown that All Might had been holding back a great deal pretty much every time he used his quirk. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I think Deku sort of figured it out when he, uh, after he had his, like, supercharged quirk when he was fighting Overhaul... And when uh, he was then working with uh, working out in the forest to try to come up with ways to you know get more precise control over his like little like flick bursts, and you know that's when he sort of realized that uh, All Might was holding back so much of the time because if he went a hundred percent all the time, it would like break everything around him. Um, it sort of brings to mind uh, uh, Superman. You know, Superman is holding back so much because he's going up against squishy humans a whole lot. And if he goes 100% on them, he'd reduce them to a paste. Yeah, we, as, sort of like we saw in Brightburn. You actually saw Brightburn? Yeah. Oh, okay. We, I think I went and saw it with you in the theaters. Oh, well. Um... And I know you're not too, too much for horror movies. Yeah, but the, but the whole f fact that it was sort of turning the Superman origin story on its head kind of thing is what interested me. Um, but there was like in, Ju in Justice League, the cartoon series, 
uh, in like the final episodes of it, when uh, Darkseid was launching an attack on Earth, Superman went 100% on Darkseid and even gave a speech about it, about how he's like, I feel like I live in a world made of cardboard. Huh. And he's like, but you can take it, can't you, big man? And so it's like he finally was able to go 100% on somebody. And just like the co- the collision of his fist with Darkseid and the shockwave from the from the point of impact was wrecking buildings around them. Um, it's also a sort of a case with the Hulk, you know, with like when he gets really angry and his you know his strength is even is at is at its peak, he can like cause earthquakes across the planet with just his footsteps. Jeez. The World Breaker Hulk. Um, we saw that briefly, I think it was in, uh, World War Hulk in the comics, when he first showed up as, like, World Breaker Hulk. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, they, they were, you know, in a subtle way, they were sort of hinting at that sort of thing. You know, you gotta be careful in using your quirk, and not just, you know, using it 100% all the time. Know when to use it. But, again, so many of them... It's just sort of like when all you have is a hammer, yeah, you, you, you just use it. You try to hammer everything, and like with Bakugo, he's a, he's an explosion guy. So when you know his first uh, response to anything is probably going to try to be blow to it blow, the hell up to blow it up. Man, there's debris on this uh, dump. Um, civilian, blow yeah. it up. Ah, oh, man, this guy's got a hostage. Blow it up. Yep. There's a vehicle coming right at you full of civilians. Yep. Blow it up. He's Mad Stan as a... as a. Uh, <laughs> no, not, probably not Mad Stan. Uh, Mad Stan was a character in Batman Beyond who's uh, basically hated the system, and his solution for it was to blow it all up! There you go. Voiced by uh, Henry Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> not related to Seth? No. Because I know that's not his real last name. Yeah. No, but I think Seth Rollins did take his uh, his stage name from Henry Rollins. Really? Yeah. Huh. But at any rate, um, <clears throat> it was a good little two-parter thing. Real, just side story stuff. It's nothing like earth-shaking here. But... Just more, more character development. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. That all about that. Uh, the concern... Keeping you awake? <laughs> no, the concern of um, Kirishima for Momo. Yeah. She was making the ladder and he was like... Oh, and he could tell that she was like... Stressing about it and... Sort of stressing and she was getting exhausted. Yeah. He thanked her and apologized for putting her through that kind of stress. Which shows more depth to, to him. Like, so much more. Like, if he had the powers and stuff... Of Bakugo, would he be the the same nice guy he is now, or would he? Is stay it is as it a case humbled? of um, do does the quirk affect the personality? I believe it does, because Bakugo is a jerk off because he thinks he has the best quirk in the world, and everyone kept telling him so that well, you're so great. From what we see, from good. what we saw of him as a kid before he developed his quirk, he was even then he had that sort of edge to to himself. You know, if he developed a different quirk. I think he still probably would have had that edge. He, he may not have become as big a jerk as he as he was, but I still think he there would have been that edge of jerkiness to him. 
if he had a quirk like pop up, I don't think he would. Uh, this is true. This is fair. Go the same direction. Uh, but that that is an interesting that is an interesting uh, thing to think about. It's like, does does uh, the quirk affect the personality? Does the personality affect the quirk? I mean, look at Deku. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Deku, you know, has had no quirk. In his case, he got the quirk, and uh, he, you know, it's not really affecting his personality that much. Well, think about Kirishima. He's, I think we had that one flashback episode where, um, was it Mina, was sticking up for somebody. When yeah. He, he wanted to, but he just couldn't bring himself he to He had confidence issues. And see, that that's what makes him a lot more humble than what you would say with Bakugo, because he's never been worried, afraid. His confidence just carries him through everything. Yeah. It's yeah, it is an interest it is an interesting thought. Um, I do like the whole notion of uh, like the personality affecting how one's powers develop, but and also like how what the powers one develops affects the personality sort of thing sort of feeding into one to one another it makes for it makes for interesting character development I, f- I feel like you also got like people like Momo mm. she is of a rich family but she's not a snob right you know she she believes in helping people when a lot of rich rich folks would be like oh you know, if we want to help people we just donate money to charity kind of thing <laughs> And like, then let other people deal with it. Because her, her power makes her a lot more humble. Like, well, she could make a whole bunch of stuff for herself. But you also noticed in the, the episode where they had to get costumes, they're like, wait, why didn't we just, just make us costumes? Well, uh, helping out local businesses. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's just an excuse for you to go shopping. But that's... is it? Was she literally just helping out the business? Because she could have just created it all and taken money from that business. But she gave... She's, she's and she's it. keeping the economy going by doing this sort of stuff. Well, and that is one of those one of those things that does is often sort of pointed out. It's like if you have the ability to make stuff to try to help people, it's like yeah, you could, but you have to be careful with it so you don't cause like an economic collapse just but by making stuff like. If that. she wasn't part of a wealthy family. Would she be using it the same way? Would she become more materialistic if she could just make whatever she wanted? Like she that. could make whatever she wanted. Would she be using it to sell it? Using it to uh, to break into places? She could be very well be a, a villain in yeah. every facet of it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a valid point. You know, if uh, if you um, because she never grew up wanting anything, and she had the ability to now make whatever she wants, and she's just sort of like, I don't need anything. And she had she had all the stuff she ever wanted before her quirk developed. Yep. So she didn't really need to make her own stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so she was just sort of like, maybe I could use this to help to help other people. And we never she, really, we haven't really gotten any serious flashback on her. And I'm wondering if we'll get some in like season five at some point, kinda like we did with Kirishima, sort of showing why she decided to become a hero. I hope so. Maybe a little bit more for Ochako and um, mm-hmm. Sue. It's all we've really seen is Sue's family. Yeah, we've seen. We have all we really. Yeah, we've only really seen you know big fro- big froggy family. Um, all frogs. <laughs> They're all frogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and she is like the nicest person in the entire class. 
Well, she's also the only one out of her whole family that doesn't look almost entirely like a frog. This is this is true. But then we have like a the police chief who has a dog's dog head. head. <laughs> and Whoa. you've got Principal Nezu who is, you know, either a person that looks like a or a rodent or He's is a first... or is like an uplifted rodent essentially. He was he was a rodent that, that has was... a quirk. And that's yeah, an, he has, he has that's, an ex- that's an interesting thought. How many other animals are there out there that have also developed quirks? I, I think I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm probably confusing with fucking rocket raccoon. Because <laughs> <laughs> people, he he has a bit of a hard disdain for. Uh, he's what? he's psychotic. Well, yes. But he's he keeps that shit in check. Yeah. Because his intelligence is so much higher than others. There's the the every character in this show is so multifaceted. Yeah, and I appreciate that. It's like not, even even the villain aren't one note. Even the villains, That's what I love. even the villains aren't completely uh, uh, without depth. Twice, like twice, yeah. It's just sort of like yeah, he comes across as a goofball, but he has some serious mental issues, and with uh, with identity problems because of that. And like every single character in the show has extreme depth. And Shig- Shigaraki, yeah, he's yeah, he all he's really interested in is causing chaos, pretty much. But, you know, there, you've, it sort of explores some of the issues that he has, that he has, he has a very sort of selfish and childish sort of mindset to, to things, but that there is a, level, a severe level of intelligence there, and, you know, as a result, he learns from his, from his mistakes and his defeats. And so he learns fast. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and gentle criminal. Yeah, more of an anti-hero than a villain. But when you think back to other animes, how many characters have this much depth in them in such a short? Frieza amount of doesn't time? have this much. The didn't have this much depth. He didn't they they any... gave him a little bit more when they they did the whole like resurrection uh, plot. Yeah. But even then, it's just sort of like he's still just sort of your generic evil overlord to overcome. You've got other. Like, even anime protagonists don't have this much depth that some of the side characters in the show have. Yeah. Like, going back to, like, using Dragon Ball Z as, as an example, Goku, not a, not a very deep character. He just wants to fight. He's and Superman. He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a martial arts Superman. <laughs> Basically. Um, Vegeta has more depth than him. Well, I mean, he had to develop depth. He didn't have depth until late in the season when he got with Bulma. Yeah. But... And yeah, and you know, it, other than that, he was granted. Just, granted, as a prince of granted, and the longer a series, the longer a series goes, the more depth a lot of the characters are going to get. But in Dragon Ball, it feels like Goku's never really had much development. Once you hit the he Z, once you hit the Z part of the series, you know, then he's just still very much a you know the same kind of character. There's just not he's a whole a lot of depth. Kid. Yeah, overgrown. He never grows up. Never really. Uh, grows out of that mentality. Um, Krillin. I mean, yeah, Krillin has 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 some depth to him. It's just exactly. like he he wanted to become become stronger, and then when he, eventually he realized, I'm never going to be able to match any of the Saiyans. And you know what? I'm fine with that. And he, you know, sort of he just was he like a, a patrolman or a policeman of some sort. He ended up becoming a police officer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... Marrying an android and having a child. Wait, what? 
Well, except I think it was. I think they used some wish to make her. Yeah, I think they used the. uh, What the Dragon Balls to get her human. Yep. Um, But yeah, uh, the the level of depth all of the characters in One Piece have, or not One Piece, uh, My Hero Academia have, is you know even from an early stage, you know, is another mark of why it is such a good series. That they could they could development. And, you know, and that they're not, like, front load, trying to front load so much of the world building. That, you know, they drop it in there as and when they need to. And it makes sense that they explain some and of this when it comes And they live in Star up. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and they, all the little Star Wars references are is a nice little touch. I'm wondering what other, what new ones we're going to find in Season 5. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... It remains a great series, and I say this all the time, but if you haven't scoped it out, do so. <laughs> it is If you love superheroes and you love anime, this is the, this is the anime for you. Um, and I'll never get tired of watching this show. Well, and soon we'll have new stuff to, to geek out over and start and start freaking out when we hit the when we hit the credit sequence. <laughs> Just like, damn it, no. <laughs> and like look at the pause time. No, I don't want to stop. Uh, yeah, but that wraps up. Uh, I think that about wraps this one up. Yep. Because it was a, it was a short binge, but you know after this we'll be back. We'll be doing the uh, second movie, Heroes Rising, which I know you're looking forward to. Yes. But uh, for Sam, I am Jay, and we will see you when we do our next binge. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.